Hi, yes. Hello. Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> hey, that's what tested for. I'm just, I'm just still recording. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so you like, cause I don't even do all that for our podcast. I'm basically just like, all right, we're going to record. I'm counting off at three, click record, and then we'll fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah, man. No, well. No, Logan doesn't show up. Logan doesn't show up. So I had, like, yeah. Yeah, that was, like, it's still, like, an issue that persists. Um, so, like, it, it pretty much went on to, like, um, a viewer of ours uh, named Parker. He messaged me a while ago. It's like, hey, man, like, I really like the podcast, and you guys are, like, very infrequent with that, and I like podcasting, so, like, if you want to do it, then, like, sure, why not? And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I just started letting him be on the show, and we just, yeah, 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 and he knows a lot about Nintendo, so, like, when we started doing that, that went on to more stuff where he's like, I can do videos, too, and then that just happen like that so basically he's like replacing logan <laughs> and logan still does videos but he's not really on the podcast who logan or parker oh that oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem dude this is way more professional than what I do. Yeah. Mm. That's rough. That's rough. I we had and it's surprising with how like run and gun I am where it's like just fucking press the record button, dude. Um our podcast got messed up one time and it gutted me cuz logic just decided it don't it didn't want to record anymore. Yes, yeah, so I was like, uh, and I wasn't watching it. Like, usually I have the audio readout on there so I can see, like, oh, okay, everything's going fine. That all, like, that waveform looks about the right size, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Yes. So we're clapping after three or on three. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Ready. One, two, three.
Okay. I'm doing good, dude. You know, just talking about Nintendo every day. Just every day. Yeah. Memory lane. Thank you. Um, well, right now, the biggest evolution of it all has been that we work with Nintendo directly a lot more. Like, before, it was just a thing of, like, I like talking about Nintendo, and that's fun, and whatever. Um, but we got to a certain point where they recognized us for that and was like, hey, you want to, like, work with us officially? And, like, we send you stuff and send you to events and, like, invite you to things. And Reggie just randomly follows you on Twitter. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was, like, the first, like, um, it was, he follows, like, a, uh, a lot of the brand ambassadors or whatever, but I was, like, the second non, like, mainstream person, and by mainstream, I mean, like, news, uh, outlets and the Jimmy Fallons of the world. He followed, like, beat-em-ups and then me. <laughs> I was, like, what the heck? Mm. Um, I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did because I was like always open to the idea of Labo. Like I know a lot of people are like, it's cardboard and I'm never going to use this. And Yeah. And for me, it's always been like this cool, you know, like it, it's inherently temporary because it is cardboard. And I more so looked at it as uh, an experience less so than this $60 game that I buy and it's supposed to like last me years and years and years like I'd spend more than $80 going to a Disney world of like of the world or whatever um, and that's fine you know like just the 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 building of this which is also a part of the experience like that's supposed to be a part of like what you calculate as your playtime in this game is 12 hours. Like, if I could get a solid 12 hours for $60 at any amusement park, that's a good day, you know? Um, Yeah. 
I always do with Nintendo. I always do. And it's it's always been this like weird, like nebulous part of like the age group. Because I've never really looked at Nintendo in that way. Like a lot of people are like, Nintendo's a toy company. They make stuff for kids. And to me, they're not really that, you know, like they more so approach what they do like a Pixar, where yeah, like the primary audience that is like their front facing target demographic is kids but they make their stuff to appeal to everyone and that's what nintendo does for the most part like i would say that labo's probably the first thing in a long time that they themselves directly said hey this is a thing for kids and also everybody else will like it usually they come out with a game like a kirby even and say hey this is a game just for everybody and then the fans will take certain things like that and run with it and be like, this is a kid's game. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's they're they're tinkering with the switch, just generally. For sure. I think that for them, like on an industry side of it, less so than as a fan, I think it makes more sense for them to consolidate Switch and say, okay, what is the thing that makes this matter the most? Like what's the core of this and how can we make that cheaper um, so they can really replace that 3DS price point? Because their end goal is to have everybody have this thing like they look at switch less so like a console and more so like a handheld in that you're not gonna like share your 3ds with the rest of your family that's your 3ds but you're not gonna buy a wii for everybody in your house that's the house's wii you know for them they think everybody should have their own switch so they gotta have it at a price point where it doesn't feel like you're spending an arm and a leg you know to to do that you're not going to buy a little jimmy and his sister Susie both a switch at three hundred dollars it's not going to happen Right.
Yeah. Um, I think that really this is an opportunity for Nintendo to like close the gap in terms of technology because it's not as, uh, it's not a, a big of, as big of a requirement to be like this powerhouse in the box because a lot of the power is coming from the cloud. Um, so if they can find a partner or even set up their own infrastructure, which I mean, like that doesn't really make sense like even i would say even sony needs to double down on their streaming service because it's not going to be on par with a microsoft or even a google um but right right and the problem with that and why they needed to do that is, at least in my experience, because I'm a multi-console gamer, I have all the consoles. Um, so playing on my PlayStation with PlayStation Now, it was an awful experience. And this is coming from somebody that has gigabit, gigabit internet speeds. So like, if I can't play this smoothly with streaming, then like, what am I paying for it for, you know? in a lot of ways they do that sort of with multiplayer because um, for them when you think couch co-op you think them you know um, like there's a lot of people that were like up in arms about like the more recent Halo games where it's like what I can't play this split screen and Nintendo's pretty much always like oh yeah you can play this at home I don't know about if you could play it online but you could play it at home though and you can count on that yeah Right. Mario Party. Uh, I mean, the latest Mario Party came out towards the end of last year, October 5th, question mark? Yeah, I mean, it did pretty well for them. Like, it's easily the best-selling Mario Party in, like, the last couple of years. It's, like, over 6 million units sold worldwide. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And it's, like, that's another one of those things that it is glaring that it is just this local experience. Because, like, it would be embraced so much more if you could play it online. But that's just, they're doubling down, you know? Like, Nintendo's, like, this is the experience that we want you to have, and this is how you're going to have it and deal with it.
Right. Yeah. Pokemon. Easy. Easy. Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, at least, like, in terms of, like, my videos personally, at least 30% of them are Pokemon videos. I could, I, and I've, I've said this, I've said this several times, um, when I, cause there'll be weeks where, cause I try to, like, switch it up and talk about a lot of different Nintendo properties, um, but, like, I could easily make a 10 plus minute Pokemon video every week and not repeat myself, because there's just so much that I have to say about that property specifically. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of weird, like, uh, that's why, like, Pokemon's kind of a cheat code in terms of, like, Nintendo properties, because it's like, a, it's like a, like a Nintendo property, but not really, you know, where it's like, yeah, because they, they own part of the license, but they don't make all the decisions, like, they can't go to Game Freak and say, hey, we want this Pokemon game, it's going to be on mobile, and it's coming out at this time. Game Freak doesn't play that game, and Pokemon companies pretty much the, like the only power that Nintendo has is like really first refusal. They're able to say like, um, okay, we're making this game and it's coming to these platforms. Nintendo can say, nah, it's not coming to Xbox. No, it's not coming to PlayStation. But that's pretty much where their power ends in that regard. And obviously, they make that the money from it. <laughs> I think that it's like Nintendo's a very shrewd company. Like they know what they're doing. Yeah. And I mean, for them, like that's all they knew, you know, like there was no hard proof that there were American studios that were making Mario, you know? Um, so like they kind of play it by ear in that way where back then, 
they're like, hey, we're the only kid on the block, so like we can do what we want. And it's even to this day where a lot of people like they have this like reputation for like, oh, their their games never go on sale. Why don't Nintendo games never go on sale? And it's because like they're a business. They're not your friend. And neither are these other businesses. They go on sale not because they're like, eh, let's throw them a bone. The game's been out for two months. Let's make it cheaper. They go on sale because they look at their sales chart and they say, oh, we're getting we're getting a slump here. Uh, drop the price so we can hike up those sales again. Nintendo's like, eh, we're going to sell 3 million copies of this for $60 anyway, so let's just keep it at $60. The amount of sales that we get is not going to like make up that amount of money that we would gain from more sales with it being cheaper than $60. Like they rather sell 1 million more for $60 than 200,000 more for uh, or even two million more for twenty dollars, you know. Yeah, like that. If that game costs that much, it's Star Fox Zero. It's a game that like is not doing well. It's one to switch. It's the, like you'll see games that aren't selling well be on sale, and that's pretty much it. Like they don't do that. They don't just put stuff on sale for for the goodwill of it all. They're like, it's all strategy. <laughs> Yeah. And it's it, it's it's funny because like you look at like something that's apples to apples in terms of release like down to like mere days with Horizon Zero Dawn. You can buy that game plus the DLC for $20. Yeah. Because people buy their games. Like, Breath of the Wild, even, what, two years down the line, is still selling millions of copies per quarter. It's at, it's at like, 34-something. Um, and when, when aligned to the PS4, it's actually outselling it by, yeah, by 2 million. 4 million, by 4 million, I'm sorry. The, uh... PlayStation 4, I believe, at this point in time in its life, at the two-year mark, was at 30 million. The Switch is at 34 point something. Right. See, I, I think that I think that that's more so a like a perception thing, um, because in the days of the GameCube, the GameCube was actually more powerful than the PlayStation Two, um, and yeah, 
It was more powerful than the PlayStation 2. The most powerful console in that generation was the Xbox. But the GameCube was like right under that, you know? And that's really the last time that they did that. Arguably, one of the only times that they did that. Um, Usually, Nintendo's aim is to prioritize price over power. If they can undercut you by $200 and be half as powerful, that's what they're going to do. Um, yeah 100 percent. and that that was like their downfall for a couple of generations where it was all in the storage medium like it started with n64 and then it bled into gamecube and then it even bled into wii to a certain extent because you have these games yeah because i mean their reasoning for it is like you know piracy and uh with cartridges it was a a matter of not wanting loading screens and all that stuff um but you gotta figure that a lot of it is also that they have more control over who makes what when they control the storage medium right You can find me specifically on my Twitter at A McCray J R A M C R A E J R. You can find me on my YouTube channel at Fanatics Four, Fanatics, but like instead of C S, it's with an X, and then the four spelled out. <laughs> that was a Logan thing. So like, we started the channel, and it was like initially supposed to be four people, and then they flaked. Um, but like we already paid for all the branding and like got the YouTube channel uh, URL and like all that stuff. So I was like, whatever, dude. Like, who knows what IGN stands for anymore? <laughs> so like, with the, just keep it. Like, who cares? Yeah. So and no, nobody thinks a bit like that. So. Bye.